Welcome to this week's Green Setup. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service, and for the past several weeks I've talked about uh, the home orchard and some of the criteria, if you will, some of the things you need to do to make sure that you're successful in your home orchard, uh, siding the trees properly so that they get a lot of good sunlight, uh, making sure they've got good air and soil drainage around them. Uh, we have talked about uh, the size of the trees for the space you have, whether they're dwarfs or semi-dwarfs, spur-type trees. Um, we've talked about what it takes to get uh, a good apple crop or a fruit crop if your plants are self-unfruitful or partially self-fruitful or, or self-fruitful. Um, so those are some of the things we've talked about so far in the past. The fact that you need to train the trees uh, starting the very first year you put them in the ground, whether you get them out of a catalog online, whether you go to the garden center and purchase them there, you need to do some serious pruning the first summer to start out the tree properly so that you have those scaffold branches for the good structure to hold the fruit. So I wanted to continue that, and let's just say you've done all that. The trees are in the ground. Now you've got young fruit trees out there growing very nicely. What do we have to do to really protect them, to really make sure that they get established? and that we start to see fruit in as little as three years, um, four or five years is not uncommon, but you can start to see uh, fruits in as little as three years if the trees are pruned and taken care of properly in the very beginning. And uh, the things that we want to protect our, 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 our young home orchard fruit trees from would be, and there's a list of them here, but the first couple that are pretty important are uh, uh, insects and diseases. And as you can imagine, uh, the plant's health is very dependent upon how, how well that foliage is maintained on the tree. So if you have a lot of leaf feeding and there's a lot of defoliation going on, that can't be good for the tree in terms of uh, future growth and its current health. So we're concerned about insects. We're also con concerned about uh, foliar diseases. They have the same impact. If they damage the leaves and the leaves fall off, or they damage the leaves enough that the, the leaf isn't producing 100% like it ought to be, uh, this goes to the, the tree's health in the current year as well as the coming year. So uh, our insects that we're talking about are any of the leaf-feeding, chewing insects that would, that would literally uh, chew off or chew up a leaf or skeletonize a leaf. We're talking about those sucking and rasping insects like, say, um, aphids and and uh, spider mites these guys are in one way or the other they're damaging the leaf they're removing energy from the tree um, and that, and that's not a good thing when we're talking about the diseases the two probably main ones when we talk about it at least for apples uh, every fruit tree has uh, cherry leaf spot I mean every every peach leaf curl every fruit tree has its own uh, challenges but when we're saying apples uh, typically, our concerns are going to be cedar apple rust and apple scab. Uh, apple scab being worse than cedar apple rust because apple scab actually literally causes the leaf to fall off the tree. So you have a very unhealthy tree if there's limited foliage left on it for the growing season. Uh, when we talked about siding the orchard, um, we, we were talking about uh, weather um, conditions really. Uh, air movement and and soil drainage. So weather's a concern. 
Um, you know, the, the 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 orchards that are out in outside of town usually have windbreaks involved with them to temper the air temp not temper the air temperature, but temper the uh, uh, speed at which the air moves across the orchard or uh, the volume of air that moves across the orchard. In town, that isn't such such a concern because we have landscapes, we have neighbors' houses, we have uh, mature trees around. Um, so uh, weather protection weather protection is still important, and that also goes back to winter hardiness. Uh, apples being the, probably the most hardy for northern Illinois, peaches probably being down towards the bottom of the list. So that's why you hear so often that folks that have a peach tree say, I only get a crop every three or five years. A peach tree puts out flower buds every year, just like every other fruit tree does. It's whether or not they're killed over the wintertime is what determines whether or not we have a, a peach tree crop. So we've had a mild winter, um, to so to speak, certainly through December. Uh, what we get here in uh, February and March, we'll wait and see. But if the weather remains mild, if you've got peach trees or a neighbor that's got a peach tree, chances are there, be, there actually may be peaches in 2016. So we'll have to kind of wait and see. Some of the other... Some of the other things that we want to protect our fruit tree from are, are pretty much the critters, um, and I'm talking about rabbits and deer and field mice. Um, deer is very obvious. They come up and munch on the canopy. They can take a young fruit tree and chew it clear down to the ground if it's a small, tender tree. Uh, rabbits love to chew on the bark of the tree and, and girdle the trees, uh, especially when they're young. Uh, field mice have a habit of uh, eating the bark off the top of the roots in in and on the soil surface. So those are the three you really want to uh, protect from. Rabbits is reasonably easy with a typical rabbit fencing or a couple layers of chicken wire so that the rabbits literally can't get to the tree. Uh, if deer is a problem, uh, you really need to fence the deer out. That circle of wire needs to be wide enough or broad enough that the deer can't reach in and feed anyway. Uh, field mice is a little tougher. Keeping open ground around the base of the tree is probably the best thing you can do so that uh, um, field mice, when they're feeding, do not like to be exposed on the open soil surface. They know they're a meal for the, for the, uh, for the hawk, for the fox, uh, this time uh, this time of year. So uh, if you have open ground around the base of the tree, that's 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 probably the best. Some of the other things that uh, that are related uh, to this would be um, uh, keeping the grass and the weeds away from the trunk of the tree, or or if we allow the grass and the weeds to grow up to the trunk of the tree, this is just a place that will harbor, say, the field mice very easily. And they they can just feed uh, as often as they'd like uh, because they're hidden, because they're protected. And then the other part of that, leaving the weeds and the grass up against the trunk of the tree, is the fact that we go out then and try to mow, and uh, we injure the trunk of the tree with the edge of the lawnmower as we try to get as close as we can. Or, uh, in the end, we go out and get the string trimmer, and then in our efforts to string trim that grass and the weed away, uh, we are actually uh, snapping the bark off the trees, especially in the springtime, and we're causing the same damage that the rabbits and the mice would do by by uh, removing the bark. Unintentional, but that's what happens. So the 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 lawn mowing and the string string trimming and the weeds and the grass at the base of the tree are all interconnected. So 
is you have uh, the option of, uh, if you can, a nice open ring of dirt around the base of the tree is really best so that you uh, don't have to try to figure out how to hand trim it. You can just use the lawnmower and, and be done there. Um, the other reason we leave these rings of open soil around the base of the trees is that if you've done your job in terms of creating your scaffold branches, your first set of scaffolds are down at 18 to 24 inches off the ground. That's no big deal when the tree is young, but as the tree grows and gets bigger and bigger, how are you reaching under there to mow? So having those rings of open soil underneath the the fruit tree um, is one of those management things that really does help um, really does help you uh, when it comes to maintaining the area around around the around the tree. So those are some of the things we that we need to address when we're talking about protecting young fruit trees. All these things that we've talked about in the last few shows, these all go towards having a very healthy, strong fruit tree in your backyard, giving you uh, good quality, high quality fruits uh, for your family. So uh, I encourage you to think about uh, putting those. Uh, fruit trees out there in your backyard and and the challenges that they and the challenges that they present. So this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's a pleasure. We'll talk again next week.